Greetings and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, which publishes ChalkboardNews.com. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. Joining me again today, as he does each and every week, is Chalkboard's K-12 editor, Brendan Clary. Brendan, we're recording this on Halloween. It's Tuesday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, and how are you? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Doing well, Dan. How about you? I am doing well. You a Halloween person, Brendan? You got any costumes in your future? I don't. My daughter keeps asking me, what, are, what am I going to be for Halloween? Because she's very excited about it, and I, I, have, I have no clue. I used to be into it, but I don't have a clue what I'm going to cobble up to try to go trick-or-treating, so we'll see. Brendan is the father of a couple of uh, very young children. I've been there, done that. My kids are off in college. So just a word of advice. You probably already know this, but from an older parent to a younger parent, watch the sugar intake unless you want them bouncing off the walls. Yeah, we're, we're going to go trick-or-treating and then get in the car for a few hours. So hopefully... Uh, that hopefully puts them to sleep, yes. Yeah, we'll see. So, Brendan, you've written a lot at Chalkboard News in recent weeks about online learning courses that continue to be used across the country post-pandemic, but concerns over how vulnerable they are to student cheating. Brendan, tell us a little bit more about the story. We have talked about this on Education and Focus in the past, but why do school districts continue using these platforms if they're so susceptible to cheating? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think that really uh, it boils down to cost, right? And that's something that um, administrators I talked to um, brought up with me. They said, essentially, we're, our budget is so thin, we're not able to pay for more teachers given the, the, given the economy or the, you know, the teacher shortages uh, that they're finding in rural parts of the country, right? They said, you know, it's just much cheaper to um, kind of outsource some of that. And so that that is mainly, that is a large consideration. And same thing too for, for credit recovery students, for students who maybe failed a course. Um, it's cheaper to direct them toward an online course, an Inventum example, or a different ingenuity. There's a number of different courseware providers, different schools that you can, uh, that will partner with public schools, right, to give students the uh, option to make up a course that maybe they failed or uh, and, and then receive credit for it uh, so they can graduate on time. And so that's something that, you know, school districts have been doing for a while, but I think that, you know, it's maybe the growth of that has exploded a little bit uh, during the pandemic and that maybe more students are online who wouldn't otherwise be online in order to get some of those things. But really, it is a little bit cheaper uh, than than having them go back into the classroom because then, you know, you have a larger class size and, you know, that can be problematic in terms of trying to, it can be difficult for administrators to try to figure out how to get kids to retake classes, maybe that they failed, while also getting the next wave of students in, right? So that's that's one of the biggest reasons that has been brought up to me. But I've also talked to researchers who said, you know, as it, even though it's cheaper, uh, it is less expensive for school districts, it is not the same quality. And so that's something that they pointed out was that students who took credit recovery programs online, uh, for example, they, they did not receive the same quality of education, and that had impacts for them into the workforce, so that it actually hurt their long-term success, both in, in college and also in the workforce. They made less money than their peers who did not take credit recovery pro- like online. Right. Well, if they're not learning the material, they're having, they're using Google or whatever, re- and you've reported about some of these resources that are were available online. In fact, you're reporting even got some social media outlets to take down 
some of these cheating, what would you call them? Just- yeah, users uh, selling, um, you know, I'll take your course for you for X amount of X, X amount of dollars um, and I will, you know, punch all the answers in Google and say that you did it. So basically I'm going to pass off. I mean, it's one of the older tricks in the book, right? I'm going to I'm going to do your score work and say that you did it uh, for, for money. So, well, you know, if this were going on in school, Brendan, meaning if there was a massive cheating scandal going on in person, in classrooms, etc., I don't think school districts would be so, I don't know, so quick to overlook it and not do anything about it. So that just set puzzles me. Right. Yeah, I think that that, that is the, sort of the main um, incentive for the former public school teacher that I talked to, Jeremy Noonan. And he basically, uh, he wrote a piece um, for the Fordham Institute and he you know resigned from his teaching position uh, at, at the Paulding County School District and in, in outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And that was basically his concern, Dan, was, you know, what, like, where's the outrage about this? That, you know, it seems like students are able to copy and paste uh, answers on online courses. On, on online course tests on Google, right? They can they can search the question and get the answer, and it, you know they can do these quite these they can do these tests in a relatively short amount of time. He says, and you know he walks people through. He he took a video of of being able to do that, right? Of of taking a test and searching the answers and being able to find the the answers on Google. And so I it's one of those things where he I think that that was his main motivation to sort of speak out and say you know why why aren't people paying more attention to this than they are, right? Because it is um, you know very concerning perhaps the scope of it, right? And what I found too when as you mentioned about the the videos and uh, the the different accounts uh, on social media that it's a uh, widespread sort of thing that it seems like this is you know the the online courses different different kinds of courses are maybe vulnerable to this in a way that has not been really reported before that there's a lot of room for students to sort of utilize these new social media avenues or different technology avenues i saw like multiple ones that boasted ai like you take a screenshot ai figures out what the answer is and it's eight dollars a month can help you do all of your work right so it's sort of a, a brave new world i think dan well so cheating's been going on as long as there have been schools, but it certainly sounds like it's it's elevated to a whole new level. Or taking a different shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, I do appreciate your reporting on this. Hopefully uh, schools and states across the country will take notice, but we are out of time. Listeners can keep up to this story and more at chalkboardnews.com. For Brendan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe. Thanks for listening.